the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Hurricane Isaias expected to make its way to the Florida coast sometime today. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. National Hurricane Center tacked it a little bit closer to the Florida coast. I think it's pretty clear we will get, at a minimum, tropical storm force wind impacts, likely hurricane force wind impacts. We don't know for sure whether uh, the eye will actually interact with the coast of Florida. Officials in Miami have 20 evacuation centers on standby. They could all be set up with COVID-19 safety measures. Authorities in North Carolina ordering people on Ocracoke Island to evacuate starting this evening. Wyoming Senator John Barrasso says a crisis of leadership is behind the looting and riots seen in primarily Democrat-run cities around the country. Barrasso says many liberal state and local officials have embraced calls to defund the police. This is SRN News. Due to COVID-19, the Salvation Army's services have been strained. From their addiction dependency programs to housing assistance and worship services, your gift today can make all the difference in them continuing to do the most good. Help fill the Salvation Army Pantry and support food distribution by giving now at am1280thepatriot.com. Just click Here to Help. The Here to Help campaign is supported by Frauenshoe Commercial Real Estate. AM 1280 The Patriot. From AM 1280 The Patriot. From sharing the gospel and providing summer camps to disaster recovery and feeding the hungry, wherever there's a need in the Twin Cities, the Salvation Army is there, serving all without discrimination. Throughout this week, we're sharing stories of the positive impact the Salvation Army is making, how amplified the need is at the moment, and how you can answer the call to help our neighbors in this trying time. When you make your gift now at our station website by clicking Here to Help, your dollars go to work in our community, in particular to help those relying on the Salvation Army Food Pantry right now. These are our neighbors hit hard by being out of work due to COVID-19 or who are living paycheck to paycheck and just need a little extra help to get back on their feet. Together, we can meet this rising need and help our community today. So please, donate now. Just click Here to Help at am1280thepatriot.com. The Here to Help campaign is supported by Frauenshoe Commercial Real Estate. That's am1280thepatriot.com. And thank you. We're Diamond and Silk, and we have a new book coming out called Uprising. The Awakening of Diamond and Silk. It's about how we overcame poverty and hardship by not letting anyone else define who we are, what we can do, or who we are supposed to vote for. And guess what? You can do it, too. That's right. And we want you to hear our personal story for the first time. Uprising by Diamond and Silk, coming August 18th. Pre-order at Amazon or wherever books are sold. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. Do you feel like there are more unanswered questions and few honest explanations as to why so many of our liberties are under attack? 
Find out how we can get back to a place of order and normalcy when you stream Morality in the 21st Century on Salem Now. Dennis Prager and Dr. Wayne Grudem confront the toughest social issues we face, and through never-before-told personal stories, you get a clear direction for a visionary future for this nation in this on-demand video special. Visit SalemNow.com to stream Morality in the 21st Century and type in the code MINNEAPOLIS for a 20% discount. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like stars and stripes. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot, with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's time now for Where You Live with Gene Sullivan, the show that deals with the news and events that affect you the most. Whether you rent or own, live in an HOA, single-family home, or an apartment building, Gene will tackle the issues right where you live. So, from the Bank of Omaha Studios, here is the original man of steel, Resolve himself, who stands for truth, justice, and the association way. Here's Gene Sullivan. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Where You Live. I'm Gene Sullivan, broadcasting from the Mutual of Omaha Bank Studios. You know, your association members take tremendous pride in their communities, You can help them maintain that pride with custom financing through Mutual of Omaha Bank. They're a lending expert that's worked with thousands of community associations. So whether you want to purchase real estate, equipment, make repairs to common areas, Mutual of Omaha Bank can meet your needs with a team of dedicated local professionals. Call Tom Ingbloom at 312-209-2623, Mutual of Omaha Bank, member FDIC. I'm also brought to you by the great folks at Extreme Exteriors. Uh, One, say hello to the uh, man who's uh, helping me uh, put on the show this week, Lee Michaels. Lee, it's uh, good to hear your voice. Yeah, always a pleasure to be with you, Gene. And especially, folks, the last couple weeks, uh, I tell you, I think I mentioned technology is wonderful when it's working. And it's not when it's not. And uh, we've had some issues, but I want to thank everybody, even uh, uh, Steve Smith at uh, at Salem for helping to uh, figure out what was wrong and getting us back on the rails again. So with that, folks, we've got a great show. We've got uh, a lot uh, to cover. And I would like to begin uh, with uh, my first guest. And um, that is uh, Phaedra Howard. You've known uh, Phaedra. She is uh, an attorney with Helmuth & Johnson. She's been on the show before. She has worked uh, uh, tirelessly on the uh, Legislative Action Committee with Community Associations Institute. Phaedra, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Yeah. Now, uh, we're going to be uh, begin... Uh, Talking, uh, Phaedra, I think it's just been a week now since uh, the governor's new executive orders to wear a face covering has gone into effect. Is it, yeah, an, under, is it an understatement to say that uh, uh, people are all over the map in how they feel in how they, and also in how they are reacting? Uh, about this oh, new executive order. <laughs> yeah, you see people on the news. I mean, it never occurred to me, you know, uh, that that people would get all bent out of shape about something that protects lives. But yeah. <laughs> obviously people feel very strongly yeah. on both sides of it. Uh, yes. And, and uh, you know, before we get into the nitty gritty of the details of this order, I, I guess I'd first like to uh, have us address and talk about 
the possible consequences for those who don't follow the order. There are some that uh, go for individuals and others uh, for businesses uh, as well. Um, uh, what are what are uh, some of those things, consequences that people need to uh, be careful that they might incur? Sure. So for individuals, um, I believe a violation, a knowing violation, so you basically have to refuse to wear a face covering when you're required to, is, I believe, a petty misdemeanor uh, mm-hmm. punishable by a fine of up to $100. So not okay. a huge deal, but if you keep doing it, <laughs> it could cost you some money. Sure. Um, businesses, which are specifically defined in the order, um, also have to enforce it within their business. And a business uh, owner or manager or supervisor who doesn't comply um, would then be guilty of a misdemeanor, not a petty misdemeanor, but a misdemeanor. Uh, yeah, they, they put it fine up to a thousand dollars or in prison for up to 90 days. Yeah. Now, they, they put a, a greater uh, uh, a bit of onus on uh, businesses and business owners in that in that case uh, for their establishments, don't they? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, uh, and if you're also, for keeping other people safe. Yeah. And uh, also, uh, isn't there also I saw another number, twenty five thousand uh, dollars in civil enforcement fines uh, or even uh, actions that could lead in revocation of licensing for small businesses that uh, are, I guess, uh, uh, deliberate in uh, not complying with the order? Right. So there's the criminal penalties that we were talking about, and then there are additional potential civil penalties that can be brought against businesses, uh, which could include a civil penalty of up to 25 grand uh, from the business, okay. as well yeah. as uh, an injunctive relief, which would order them to comply, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So I, the reason I brought this up to begin with, uh, Phaedra, is because I, I guess uh, one of the things that uh, I... Uh, was uh, thinking about uh, maybe even a, a week or so ago, and that is um, no matter what a person thinks about the orders, whether these orders, whether they agree or they totally disagree uh, how they act at businesses uh, in, in some uh, over-the-top reactions could cause a particular small business that they appreciate uh, to uh, to be hurt financially uh, because of uh, not being able to uh, see people comply. So even in and of itself, that would be a reason for people to to be concerned, to not see. We've already seen enough small businesses go by the wayside because of this whole COVID uh, uh, thing that uh, started in March. Right. And I, I don't think, I mean, if a business is trying to enforce it and somebody's, you know, being obstinate, I don't think the business necessarily would get yeah. in trouble in that situation. Okay. But if the business doesn't try to enforce, that's where the penalties could be yeah. imposed. Okay. <laughs> well, let's uh, get uh, into uh, Executive Order 2081. Uh, uh, what is it that the governor's requiring now? Um, well, in a nutshell, uh, everybody, with you know a few exceptions, has to wear a face covering when they are um, in any indoor business or indoor public space. Mm-hmm. Um, business is defined. Indoor public space is not defined, and that's created some confusion with regard to homeowners associations and, and multifamily dwellings. Um, and then certain cases, workers, if they're working outdoors, like if you've got an outdoor patio restaurant, the workers would have to wear a face covering there, um, not necessarily the customers unless you can't socially distance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, there's some you know exceptions for people that have health issues or children under five, um, and then other cases where you okay. can take it off, like if you're swimming or eating or that sort sure. of thing. Sure. So... Uh- First question um, that I'm sure a number of people who are listening uh, are uh, thinking, uh, they're saying, hey, there's a number of cities and municipalities that have come out with their own face covering requirements. Might be different than the state. 
which would a person need to follow? Um, potentially both. So what the state has said in this order is that if a municipality or a particular business or, you know, if you're your homeowners association wants to implement uh, any kind of ordinance or rule that is more protective of people, they can do so. They cannot enact something that's yeah. less protective than the the governor's order. Yeah. And that seems to be consistent with what we know with uh, uh, state ordinances and city ordinances. A lot of times it's very common the state will come out with uh, uh, one um, uh, basic requirement. So let's say for in property management for elevators and uh, only to have uh, the city come in with, uh, uh, I guess, uh, more details and more requirements that than the state code. Same's true with plumbing, other things. Not unusual at all, is it? No, no. That's yeah. true. Okay, so uh, people um, are also asking, uh, how long is this order going to be in effect? Any ideas? Um, I believe that, well, let me see. I get so confused with all the different orders. Um, I, I think <laughs> no this kidding. one, because it's because it's the governor's executive order, I think only remains in, a, in effect as long as the uh, emergency continues. Um, I, and so every yeah. month now, every 30 days, he uh, has to extend that and then bring the legislature back because they um, legally have a right to override his extension of the emergency declaration. Um, and so I, I believe that this can only be in effect for as long as the emergency uh, declaration is in effect, which yeah. currently now goes through mid-August and then yep. could be extended beyond that. Okay. Um, some of the cities who have enacted them have said until the end of the year, okay. uh, regardless. <clears throat> All right. So that's and, where I was uh, getting a little confused. But <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, it, it is. Uh, you're, you're right. It is uh, very confusing. Uh, there's a lot that's coming out constantly. Well, uh, folks, we're going to uh, take a break, but don't go away. When we come back with my guest, uh, Attorney Phaedra Howard, we're going to talk about what are some of the exemptions and then talk about how does all of this uh, apply to homeowner associations? What do you need to know? Uh, So don't go away. You're listening to Where You Live on AM 1280, The Patriot. We're back after this. AM 1280, The Patriot. Many financial services companies say they're unique. Thrivent Financial blends faith, finances, and generosity, helping Christians be wise with money and live generously. With a full range of financial products, we'll help you connect your faith and finances. Have a conversation about money with Carol Woods, your local financial representative, at 952-658-8753. Licensed agent producer of Thrivent Financial, marketing name for Thrivent Financial for Lutherans, registered representative of Thrivent Investment Management, Inc., thrivent.com, slash disclosures. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Relief Factor, effective pain relief that really, really works. How do I know that? I don't have a script. I don't have talking points. I live it. I've been taking it for a year and a half. I had a lower back pain issue that had been plaguing me for nine years, almost a decade. I took Relief Factor for two weeks. Yes, two weeks and my pain was gone and it's still gone. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. Don't take my word for it. See their incredible video testimonials at relieffactor.com and then find out for yourself if this incredible drug-free product could work for you as well as it does for me and tens of thousands of Americans. It's so very, very simple. Go to relieffactor.com, order the three-week quick starter pack. It'll be at your door in three days or less. And I guarantee it, Dr. G's guarantee, if you take it morning and evening, as do I, for three weeks, by the end of that time, you will know if it works for you like it works for me. 
Hello, this is Jeannie Sigler from Extreme Exteriors. We are a trusted family-owned business that provides expert inspections and installation of roofing, siding, decks, gutters, windows, and more. For over 20 years, Extreme Exteriors has serviced single and multifamily home exteriors. Visit us on the web at xtremeexteriors.com or give us a call at 763-441-1334. We're here for all your home exterior needs. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. You're listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan. Welcome back to Where You Live. Gene Sullivan here with my guest, attorney Phaedra Howard from Helmuth & Johnson, talking about uh, the governor's executive orders. What does that mean uh, for homeowner associations? But want to remind you that, of course, I'm broadcasting from uh, the wonderful uh, palatial uh, studios from Mutual of Omaha Bank. The show is also brought to you by Extreme Exteriors. Remember, you can count on Extreme Exteriors for expert installation of exterior siding, roofing, soffits, fascia, decks, windows, and more. With their knowledge and experience, they can design the perfect solution to make your home beautiful and energy efficient, saving you maintenance and money for years to come. Give them a call, won't you, at 763-441-1334. Tell them Gene sent you. Before we get back with uh, my conversation with uh, Phaedra Howard, it's time to hear from the Community Associations Institute. Here is the CAI Minute. Are you a member of the Community Associations Institute? For nearly 40 years, CAI has provided education and resources to volunteer homeowners who govern community associations and the professionals who support them. Visit caionline.org to learn more. The address again is caionline.org. CAI helps community associations board members by providing online resources, in-person training, and hard copy publications written by association management experts. CAI offers community managers professional development, networking opportunities, and a certification program that is established as the industry standard nationwide. Minnesota has its own chapter of the Community Associations Institute to bring resources and tools from community associations around the country right to your home. Visit www.cai-mn.com to learn more and become a member of CAI today. Your community and management company will benefit from your involvement. Join the Community Associations Institute today at cai-mn.com and click on membership. Uh, now, Phaedra, uh, there's, uh, I think, a $64,000 question out there uh, concerning <laughs> multi-unit residential housing, and that would mean apartments and condominiums. There is a subset of people that are also saying, hey, wait a minute. That's my home, and I've been told I don't need to wear a mask in my home. What do you say to these people? Uh, well, fortunately, this part is clear. The The order defines a living unit, and that would be your actual apartment or condo inside the building. So you don't have to wear one inside your actual unit. Absolutely. Okay. As soon as you get out of that, they consider that public space, and it's public indoor space. You have to wear a mask, so that would include okay. hallways, stairways, elevators, lobbies, mailroom, yep. etc. Okay. Uh, so, uh, with that in mind, now, so we we've got that established. Let's turn our attention to the exemptions, uh, Phaedra. These seem like they are legion. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's just in my mind, but there sure seems to be a lot. Uh, what are some of the exemptions that people need to be concerned with uh, or or that would give them 
uh, ability to say, um, in this particular case, I may not uh, be required to wear a mask? Well, there's two different uh, sections under the order. One talks about exempt individuals, and so that would be people that would not have to wear a mask in any situation. Um, and that includes, like I mentioned before, children who are five and under, yep. um, individuals with a medical condition or disability that makes it unreasonable for them, you know, if they can't breathe, that sort of thing, or have trouble removing the mask without assistance. Um, and then individuals at their workplace, if wearing the mask would create a job hazard for them or others. So those are the yeah. three people that are uh, exempt. And the, and the individuals at the workplace is only at work, but the others would be exempt in any case. And then there are okay. other situations where uh, the order says that your mandatory face covering can be temporarily removed. Okay. Um, and so yeah. even though you're supposed to wear it, there are situations where you can take it off. And so that yeah, includes no. if you're participating in sports and exercising and eating and those sorts of things. Oh, it could also mean uh, something in, um, in business uh, where uh, people are required to have uh, uh, photo uh, ID tags and uh, are going into restricted areas. They may need to pull down their mask for a moment while someone is uh, looking to make sure that this is the person that uh, has uh, the ability to go in. So yes, there are other there are other things that uh, other situations. Uh, but uh, this one, so there are people uh, there are people that will have uh, uh, medical conditions, but they're um, this could be even simple, something as simple as someone who says, I have uh, asthma and I have trouble breathing. If you put something uh, close to my uh, to my face, uh, I start getting excited. You get someone with asthma excited, they can go into an asthma attack. So right. And so that would be that they would be exempt. Um, if if there's alternate face covering like a face yep. shield, that's recommended. There you go. Yeah, mm -hmm. there is there is uh, something else that people haven't uh, thought of. Yeah, that uh, is uh, an alternative to the mask. Uh, don't you think, uh, Phaedra, that maybe a part of the pushback that people are showing uh, with uh, disapproval with the executive order, um, I think uh, are um, uh, some of it, I think, are uh, just some of the inconsistencies. Um, and I, I've got I've got to tell you, the, the biggest one that I've seen uh, with an exemption, and I don't know why it's there, it said exemption for legislative proceedings. So <laughs> we're, we need to wear a mask of everybody in business and how we operate. But when state government is in the business, uh, is uh, operating uh, their business, they don't have to. That makes it um, that that makes it uh, a little bit difficult for pe uh, a pill for, for people to swallow, don't you think? When they say, "Hey, why can't our why aren't our leaders uh, doing the same thing that they require of us?" Yeah, I mean, certainly that does seem like it's a conflict there. Um, you know, part a lot of the exemptions are, you know, if you're giving a speech or a performance or something, um, you know, where it would really be hampered by you having a face covering. I'm not sure in all cases that, you know, speaking and debating things in the legislature is one of those situations, but, you know, obviously somebody somebody disagrees and thinks it is. Um, the, the the main thing is that all of these excep exceptions, um, you know, talk about, you know, if you are doing this thing, these activities, um, you need to still socially distance. Um, mm -hmm. So you need to stay at least six feet apart from other people, even when you're doing speaking or performing or whatever. Um, and then they uh, again recommend face shields or other alternatives to the the mask. Mm -hmm. um, I don't. The face shields aren't required. They, you know, it all should be considered as an alternative. Mm -hmm. um, but certainly, you know, most of these exemptions or temporary exceptions talk about, you know, even even if you can take your mask off, you're still required to maintain a distance from people not in your house. Sure, sure. Well, let's uh, also turn our attention now to the. Um, 
I, I guess, the responsibility side of this executive order. What does it mean for businesses and uh, how uh, they operate? Uh, for example, you know, we I, I want to preface this, this with uh, the understanding that HOAs are a business. They're a corporation. They're formed, registered by the, with the state. Um, so, uh, what kinds of what kinds of responsibilities do uh, a biz, does a business have when it comes to when people are coming to their place of business? In this case, we're talking about um, a storefront or or someone entering a lobby of a condominium association. Are there things with posting that uh, should be required or that is required? Yeah, and this is part of where the order is not clear because it specifically defines uh, business to include entities that employ or engage workers. Um, and of course, and of course, they don't further define that. So the question is, you know, if your association doesn't have any actual employees, um, are you exempt? Or the fact that you have vendors, does that mean you're employ- engaging workers? Um, I know CAI has reached out for clarification. I don't know if this question has been answered. Um, so I, I honestly do not know at this point if the governor sees multifamily dwellings um, as a business that has to comply with the requirements for businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it is or if it isn't, what businesses have to do, they each have to have their own uh, COVID-19 plan in place, which should have been done already several weeks ago. I believe uh, July 15th was the deadline for that, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and so they have to have a, a plan in place that's put out to everybody. They have to post signs um, that everybody uh, has to wear wear the masks, and then they have to implement that. Okay. <clears throat> well, uh we need, looking at the clock, we need to take another break. Uh, don't go away. We've got more with my guest, Phaedra Howard. We'll be back after these messages. Don't worry. We aren't letting Gene finish. That's what I thought I was out. AM 1280, The Patriot. Minnesota Exteriors Commercial partners with associations and management companies for their siding, roofing, and window projects. Minnesota Exteriors Commercial is a family-owned business with combined experience of over 70 years. Their teams provide quality service, expert workmanship, and top-of-the-line products to help restore and maintain multifamily properties. A 100,000-square-foot distribution center ensures the projects will be completed on time with the highest quality products at the most competitive price. Contact minnesotaexteriors.com. Many financial services companies say they're unique. Thrivent Financial blends faith, finances, and generosity, helping Christians be wise with money and live generously. With a full range of financial products, we'll help you connect your faith and finances. Have a conversation about money with Carol Woods, your local financial representative, at 952-658-8753. Licensed agent producer of Thrivent Financial, marketing name for Thrivent Financial for Lutherans, registered representative of Thrivent Investment Management, Inc., thrivent.com slash disclosures. For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled across the globe in search of patterns of evidence to support some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events. Now, with the Red Sea Miracle Part 2, Journey to Egypt and Beyond, as Tim interviews some of the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. Is there evidence of how and where the host of Israelites could have traveled, as recorded in the Bible? Is there evidence of the Egyptian army's demise in the Red Sea? If you've seen the first part of this investigation of the Red Sea Miracle, you won't want to miss the continuation. The results of his pursuits are faith-affirming and fascinating. You must see Patterns of Evidence, the Red Sea Miracle, Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code MINNEAPOLIS for 20% off. That's SalemNow.com and promo code MINNEAPOLIS to save 20% on Patterns of Evidence, the Red Sea Miracle, Part 2. SalemNow.com. Promo code Minneapolis. Setting the standard in association management. That's new concepts. 
their professional staff is dedicated to top-notch customer care. This dedication has made them the leader at providing services to housing associations and homeowners. Your association may be looking for help with administration, consulting, financials, public relations, or vendor management. With over 140 years of combined experience, New Concepts is prepared to help you with all of your association needs, whatever they may be. New Concepts also offers construction, remodeling, maintenance, home staging, and real estate services. For all your association management or homeowner needs, call New Concepts. You can reach them at 952-922-2500. That's 952-922-2500. Or online at newconceptsgroup.com. Newconceptsgroup.com. New Concepts, setting the standard in association management and providing innovations beyond. You're listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan. Welcome back to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan. My guest is Attorney Phaedra Howard. We're talking about the uh, governor's uh, mask-up orders from about a week ago. How do they apply to homeowner associations? Uh, in the la- As we were leaving the last segment, uh, Phaedra, you're mentioning, there's some things that are uh, a little bit unclear. We don't know... Uh, uh, the governor hasn't been specific enough, and I suppose some of this can't be helped uh, when you are uh, changing things uh, kind of all the time and on the fly. Uh, uh, people don't think about what some of the unintended consequences are. And so um, we've got to try and decipher this the best we can. Uh, but let me ask you uh, now, going back to HOAs, okay? Now, um, most uh, a number of HOAs uh, will have, uh, if I could use a cultural reference from the '60s, their own Gladys Kravitz. Okay, and uh, th- that's uh, uh, if you remember Bewitched, folks. Uh, she was uh, the the nosy neighbor that always had to fi- find out what's going on and uh, talk to everybody, and, and was uh, okay with uh, telling uh, people what they need to do. Uh, Phaedra, people uh, uh, are going to be asking, uh, should I report if I uh, see someone near me that uh, is in the building and not wearing a mask? Uh, I mean, that's a good question, because what is the association's obligation? If they are not the business, um, as defined under the order, then the association has no obligation to Mm -hmm. enforce the governor's order within their property. Um, The individuals can still be uh, uh, fined with the criminal sanctions for not complying, in which case, you know, Ms. Kravitz should maybe report it to the police. Mm -hmm. Um, If they are deemed a business, then that you know, puts all kinds of additional burdens on the association that I don't think is intended here. And I say that because there's language in the order that says, uh, for example, businesses cannot require customers to provide proof of a medical condition that would exempt them from wearing a mask, but they can require their employees. Um, And then there's uh, another section that talks about landlords and property managers should have um, clear procedures for people to request a reasonable accommodation. Yeah, I think that's very um, important so what you think, just said. Yeah, uh, very so important. I don't if, think they intend that to to be included mm-hmm. under the requirements for a business, yeah. which means the association is not responsible for enforcing it. Now, if they have their own rules that they put in place already that says everyone has to wear a mask uh, in the in the public areas, they can still enforce that rule. In which case those violations should be reported to the board or the management company. Okay. All right. So uh, I suppose then uh, in that regard, then uh, an HOA could uh, have their own requirement that could be uh, different uh, than, than uh, the, uh, than uh, the city and that uh, something that could be enforced then. Is that what you're saying? Right. And again, as long as the association's rule is, um, 
as protective or more protective than yeah. the the executive order. They can't yeah. be less protective, so yeah. they can't exempt things that would be required under the state order. Right. But I, I will be quick to, to mention, uh, folks, anytime you put together rules and regulations, a couple things that I think are important. Number one, um, I think you should make sure you have uh, buy-in with uh, a, a lot of people that are in the property. Otherwise, you're going to be having people that are bucking against you all the time. I, I think, uh, Phaedra, that's part of the issue that people have with uh, the uh, governor is that he hasn't allowed uh, uh, he hasn't uh, allowed for uh, the uh, state legislature to be the one to uh, say whether or not uh, they want to vote and continue to give him the, those powers. He's just doing that uh, himself, and that might be uh, part of the issue, don't you think? Well, people might be perceiving it that way. That's not actually the case. First of all, it's the governor, and there's there's an executive committee, so it's not just him. I forget who all is on the committee, but there's a committee of four or five people that, that have to agree to it. And then, although he doesn't ask the legislature for permission to declare or extend the order, they have the power to essentially void it out. And so that's yeah. why he keeps calling them back into special session every time he extends it yeah. so that they have the ability to vote to remove it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, one of the things you said, and I think it's important, it's one of the things I found in the FAQs that uh, accompanied the order. And uh, it says, uh, and you'd mentioned this already, there are people who may not be able to wear face coverings for a variety of reasons. And you may not be able to tell why just by looking at a person. Uh, and, uh, you know, example would be someone like uh, who's uh, partially deaf and has a companion who has no um, mask on because they need their mouth uncovered so a person can uh, understand and communicate. Uh, it goes on, this FAQ goes on to say, unless you are a business responsible for ensuring worker and customer compliance with the executive order, which is what you were saying, Phaedra. It says, do not confront a person about why they are not wearing a face covering. And they said, and do not report that person to state or local authorities. Simply ask the person to please maintain social distancing if possible. Remember, we are all in this together. I found that part very helpful in kind of giving um, uh, some balance to uh, all of this. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the, the governor has said all along, you know, he hopes that everybody voluntarily complies. I don't think it's his intention or desire to have to impose any of these sanctions on individuals or businesses. Um, so I think that that is trying to, you know, encourage people to understand that there are reasons why other people might not be wearing masks. Hopefully it's legitimate medical reasons and not just because they're against it um, and faking it or whatever the case might be. But you, you don't want to engage somebody in that debate. I mean, it's it's. You know, just stay away from them. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I agree. It's uh, plus uh, we are not uh, the the government uh, isn't set up uh, to have a mask police to deal with uh, right. with that. Um, uh, you know, it's uh, I, I think it's very important. Uh, lastly, I want to talk about uh, what this what uh, all of the compliance means for businesses because there there's layers of responsibility that a business has. So let's say someone who is an employee uh, finds out that they are, that they've been exposed to COVID. Now there's some things that are required for them in uh, self-quarantining themselves, uh, going in and get tested. And then that talks about, then you're, we're getting into how many other employees were uh, uh, close enough in proximity to someone and do they need to be tested? All of this can really run roughshod on a business being able to continue to do business as usual, don't you think? No, absolutely. I mean, it, you know, it, it, it's, it, requiring the face coverings is good for business um, because it helps 
slow down the spread at least, um, helps people people be able to continue to work and and you know maintain a living while still having some protection um, yeah. if other people are wearing a mask. They always say that the mask doesn't protect the person who's wearing it. It protects other people from you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But if, if other people are wearing a mask, that should protect you in your workplace. Yeah. And so the reason I want to bring this up is because, you know, we've heard the phrase, hey, we're all in this together. I think it's good to uh, to be reminded of because, uh, there are going to be folks, I think, uh, small businesses, because they run lean and mean, uh, and you get one person testing positive, uh, all of a sudden, uh, they don't necessarily have someone who's going to step into that role. And sometimes that means projects are delayed. Uh, things uh, take uh, longer because uh, the person who is going to approve something now can't because they're not there. Uh, I think we just need to have uh, some uh, more understanding. Uh, Any last words uh, for advice for homeowner associations uh, uh, concerning uh, what they need to know or do concerning um, uh, their responsibility? Um, You know, like I said, at this point, the the order's not clear. Um, I don't know that they necessarily, because... Uh, if they're a business as defined, they have to have the, the COVID-19 plan in place. And I don't think the governor ever intended for um, residential properties to have that. But but it wouldn't hurt to post signs, even if you're not required to post signs um, in various common areas in your properties, reminding people to wear a mask, um, yeah. you know, those sorts of things. And, you know, just in your general um, you know, environment, encourage yep. it. So communications out to your residents, to your, you know, managers or whoever is, is dealing with a property, yep. um, you know, remind uh, guests or visitors or workers that come on to the site, um, you know, workers should know already yep. that they have to do it. But, yep. you know, if anybody else is coming onto the property for any reason, again, the sign will help remind them that they yep. should be wearing a mask and that sort of thing. Yeah. Friendly reminders. Uh, good, mm-hmm. uh, good advice. Well, Phaedra, as always, thank you very much for being with us today. Absolutely. Uh, Folks, that was my guest, uh, Phaedra Howard. But you don't go away because we've got another segment of Where You Live. And we'll be back after these messages. AM 1280, The Patriot. Many financial services companies say they're unique. Thrivent Financial blends faith, finances, and generosity, helping Christians be wise with money and live generously. With a full range of financial products, we'll help you connect your faith and finances. Have a conversation about money with Carol Woods, your local financial representative, at 952-658-8753. Licensed agent producer of Thrivent Financial, marketing name for Thrivent Financial for Lutherans, registered representative of Thrivent Investment Management, Inc., thrivent.com, slash disclosures. Hello, this is Jeannie Sigler from Extreme Exteriors. We are a trusted family-owned business that provides expert inspections and installation of roofing, siding, decks, gutters, windows, and more. For over 20 years, Extreme Exteriors has serviced single and multifamily home exteriors. Visit us on the web at xtremeexteriors.com or give us a call at 763-441-1334. We're here for all your home exterior needs. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fees. This could save you money on top of all that you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, seeing the cost of COBRA plans, for instance. And MediShare is the affordable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves $500 a month, but you might save even more. MediShare is a Christian community that shares each other's health care costs, and because of the current economic situation, they're making it easier than ever. Apply by July 31st, and you'll save an additional $170 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, and if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to receive your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch, like more than 400,000 people already have, and start saving. 
Here it is called 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. Setting the standard in association management. That's new concepts. Their professional staff is dedicated to top-notch customer care. This dedication has made them the leader at providing services to housing associations and homeowners. Your association may be looking for help with administration, consulting, financials, public relations, or vendor management. With over 140 years of combined experience, New Concepts is prepared to help you with all of your association needs, whatever they may be. New Concepts also offers construction, remodeling, maintenance, home staging, and real estate services. For all your association management or homeowner needs, call New Concepts. You can reach them at 952-922-2500. That's 952-922-2500. Or online at newconceptsgroup.com. Newconceptsgroup.com. New Concepts, setting the standard in association management and providing innovations beyond. You're listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan. Welcome back. Gene Sullivan here on Where You Live, broadcasting from the Mutual of Omaha Bank Studios. The show is brought to you by Extreme Exteriors. Before we get into our last uh, story, it's time now to hear from the uh, Minnesota Multi-Housing Association. Here's the MHA Minute. Did you know that the members of the Minnesota Multi-Housing Association, or MHA, provide over a quarter of the state's housing? That's housing for more than one million residents. The members of MHA agree to abide by a professional code of ethics, and they know that happy residents are key to a successful business. When you're out looking for your next apartment, remember that rental references are a two-way street. Before you rent, ask if the owner is a member of MHA. If not, ask why not and tell them to visit MMHA.com. That's two M's, MMHA.com. If you're an owner or manager or even an accidental landlord, you owe it to yourself to learn how the Minnesota Multi-Housing Association, its classes, certification programs, resources, staff, and faculty can help you succeed. Don't be a good landlord. Be a great one. Visit MMHA.com, MMHA.com. For our last story, as we wrap up uh, today's uh, show, it will be property management in the news. Property management in the news is brought to you by Will Tarbox from Country Financial in Maple Grove, providing insurance to help you protect what matters most. For quality coverage that's affordable, get a quote today from Will at Country Financial, 763 763- Four one six five one three one. Our uh, last story here uh, comes from the American Bar Association Journal, uh, just uh, on July second, uh, just a few weeks ago, and it says that an emotional support dog didn't have priority over tenant with allergies. State Supreme Court says. So what we have, folks, is a decision was cited in a recent publication of the American Bar Association Journal. The Iowa uh, State Supreme Court ruled just a few weeks ago that a no-pets building in Iowa City, Iowa, should not have allowed a new tenant to have an emotional support dog after an objection by another tenant who had severe allergies. The court ruled in a split decision of four to three that the tenant, her name was Karen Cohen, in her lawsuit for breach of her lease's no pets provision, had interference with the quiet enjoyment of her property. Now, I found this absolutely fascinating in light of a similar situation we had to deal with at a condominium association that we manage. We had a situation, single mom purchases in a manor-style condo association with her young child. The young child deathly allergic to animal dander. Across the hall is a single man. 
he ends up uh, having a, a girlfriend who moves in, and uh, uh, later uh, she gets a dog. Well, we went through the issue of asking for proof uh, that an accommodation was needed uh, after fighting and 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 uh, going through a big rigmarole. We finally got it, so we had to allow that, right? Uh, but first, I want to speak about the you know. Uh, I wish that there were those in the medical industry who uh, were not too quick to give out these kinds of letters because they don't think of the possible outcomes of other lives like this story today. Okay, so we had uh, moved on. But the woman with this child had an issue. So she brings it before HUD saying um, uh, they are not uh, taking care of uh the association by enforcing the governing documents. I need to, this is against my child and their disability, and it's a discrimination. Well, the uh, guy's uh, girlfriend also wrote a letter to HUD and sent, and we got a letter from HUD from the other side too, saying we have to allow this person to have a companion animal. We were simply asking, what should we do? Tell us, we'll do it. No help. Eventually what happened is it ended because the man, uh, uh, girlfriend, uh, she broke up with him and she left and took the dog. But no thanks to HUD and any leadership from them. So I was interested in seeing how the judges came to this decision because we were between that proverbial rock and a hard place. What did this landlord do? Okay, uh, Ms. Cohen, who had the allergies, uh, her allergies trumped the tenant who had a need for a companion animal. Initially, this landlord, uh, who, by the way, I think demonstrates the that most landlords are caring, kind folks who try their darndest to make everything right for all their tenants. Um, the Civil Rights Commission in Iowa uh, said the same thing that HUD said, said to us. Hey, just try to figure something out. Well, he did. He tried assigning separate stairwells, stairwells for people to go these two people to go up and down he purchased and installed an air purifier in miss cohen's uh unit but the judges wrote in their decision listen to this the landlord's accommodation for the dog wasn't reasonable why in this case because the tenant with allergies to pet dander had priority in time and her allergies uh, had been medically documented. Priority in time. Boy, now priority in time works in this case where you have a landlord-tenant uh, because uh, the landlord can simply uh, release the uh, latter tenant from their obligations and say, uh, uh, I can't uh, lease to you then, uh, so I won't uh, obligate you to this unit, and they would go. My question is, how do you make that work in a condominium? There, everyone owns their unit. Uh, we're told uh, we can't ask a person about their disability. But uh, should we now? Because doing so will help us establish priority in time so that uh, others can't purchase. Or if they come up with the disability after they move in, uh, they are told they're the last to enter, first to leave. You can see I'm being uh, facetious here, but it's to bring up a point. Sometimes there are no easy answers to any solution. The Iowa State Supreme Court even said, uh, said so themselves in their decision when they said, our balancing in this case is not a one-size-fits-all test that will create the same result under different circumstances, such as if the animal were a service animal. The point is, there ought to be more leniency that local, state, federal government, civil rights commissions have and realize that not everything is systemic discrimination at face value. Sometimes it's simply a matter of good people trying their best to do what is right by everyone. Well, that's all the time we have for today's show. Thanks for joining me. Have a great weekend. 
and look forward to having you join me next Saturday here on Where You Live. How sweet it is to be loved by you. Whoa, look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Did you know that the Patriot mobile app can do more than just stream your favorite shows? Here's cool feature number one. You can set an alarm on our app that will automatically start streaming the Patriot at whatever time you decide. It's easy. Just open the menu in the upper left-hand corner, select Alarm, and choose a time. You can set it to wake you up in the morning with Hugh Hewitt or any of your favorite hosts. Download the free AM 1280 The Patriot app today. When there's a need, the Salvation Army is there, serving all people without discrimination. Donate at am1280thepatriot.com. The Here to Help campaign is supported by Frauenschuh Commercial Real Estate.